Hi guys, KO here. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila, where we are working to inspire positive, radical social evolution. I'm excited for this conversation today. We are welcoming Leah Guy to the TNT microphone. She is an author, an intuitive healer, and inspirational speaker. We are talking about her new book that is just coming out. It is called Overcoming Toxic Emotions. There is so much going on coming off 20, and now that we're into 2021, uh, the World Health Organization just reported there is 200 more than 264 million people suffering from depression worldwide. So now is the time to lean into our own personal journey of healing, mental health, mental wellness, and Leah's practice, her energy, her books, uh, her creativity are all a great step one into that healing journey. So enjoy this conversation. Leah, thank you so much for the time and energy. And don't forget to check out this video on the Turmeric and Tequila YouTube channel. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Questioning a better way, one gracefully disruptive conversation at a time. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila. I am very excited today, and you know I say this every time, but it is the truth. I am welcoming a fellow uh, female power player. It is still Women's History Month, so I'm excited when my strong women come through. I have got Leah Guy coming to the mic. She's an author, intuitive healer, and inspirational speaker. She uses her personal triumphs along with her more than two decades of experience to help people make positive and life-changing uh, positive and lasting change in their lives. I really like her Instagram bio, though, the best is author of Overcoming Toxic Emotions, No BS, Intuitive Support for Emotional Healing and Spiritual Growth. If you listen to Turmeric and Tequila, you know that we are here for all things intuition, the woo, the energy, spent lots of years in uh, health and wellness. So we know the supplement and the medication side. And now we're here for some more um, natural approaches. So without further ado, Leah, welcome to Turmeric and Tequila. Hi, thanks, have, thanks for having me we um we're, we actually know we have to give a shout out to robert this is an intro from robert and you know i love my connects from connects so this is going to be a super open raw conversation um leah i always let our the guests tell their versions of themselves why don't you give us a little bit more background on uh young leah and how we kind of got to this point today sure well a lot of people ask about my healing work in particular those that are interested in becoming healers or just you know fascinated with how the process starts and I often tell people, you know, I came to this work for my own healing. I went through several traumas and difficult experiences as a, as a young girl, including um, anxiety, uh, mental illness in my family, an aunt who was murdered. I was raped. You know, there was a lot of um, goings on, if you will. So at a certain point, when I was about 22 years old, I sought, you know, I was doing all the traditional therapies and then I sought out other forms of healing because I wasn't making the progress that I knew that I could and kind of returning back to myself. So I studied, um, my first school that I went to was studying mind-body connection, energy healing, energy medicine, um, meditation, channeling, intuition. And then from there, I kind of went more towards the physical and I got a certification in massage therapy and studied nutrition and reflexology and sports injury and worked in a health food store, you know, so it kind of all, there was many years of training and exploration and studying. And right away, I started seeing clients. I knew that um, the way that I was feeling transformed and healed in my own life, that I, it's something I wanted to bring to more people. And I also do media, you know, since I was four years old, I always wanted to do media in some fashion. And 
pretty much consistently since the time I got out of college and onto my healing journey, I, be I became a media spokesperson being interviewed on talk shows and morning shows and um, radio programs and, you know, various things about alternative health and about mindfulness and emotional healing. So that's kind of the, the short of it, I guess. Yeah, I, I'm always fascinated because some of these conversations outside of America, as far as health and wellness and alternative approaches are, aren't new conversations, but in America, a lot of them still are. And I hail from health and wellness space. So it's, I feel like it's things I should have known a long time ago. Yeah. Um, when you, when you first had some of those initial traumas, which those are major, major traumas, what was it that brought you away from the traditional medicine and then questioned that alternative approach? Well, um, quite frankly, I, like I said, I wasn't necessarily feeling helped so much. I mean, there was, there's certainly validity to natural therapy and, you know, uh, traditional therapy, and sometimes you need assistance with medications and so forth. So I never steer someone away from that when they're in a critical situation. But I also knew that there was, there was still this undercurrent of, you know, not feeling safe, not feeling um, calm, peaceful, uh, you know, just connected to myself. And a friend of mine in California, she had told me about the school in San Diego and um, she thought it could be helpful. And I was at a point of like, you know, I'll try anything at this point. And, um, and so I went there and, and even before that though, you know, my inclination has always been towards intuition, towards spirituality, towards, okay. you know, a, a different kind of realm of experience and living. So I definitely had interest and um, experience in that way, but it wasn't, you know, focused or intentional. So when I went to the school, it just, well, for me too, being a trauma survivor, you know, the element of people allowing people to be near me, touch me and work with me was a little too raw. So the energy work and the channeling and, you know, the mind body connection, understanding that was really helpful for me because it was like a very subtle approach into, you know, I, it, I was able to give people access, you know what I mean? Sure. So sure. it was really helpful that way. Um, but before that, I was a missionary in Lake Tahoe in California. And okay. that's what led me to the friend in California who recommended the school. But I'm originally from Kentucky. So it kind of, you know, started me on this whole journey out West. And, um, you know, it just went one thing to the next. That's amazing. I know. I love when you hear like stories of from like intentional humans, you show up, we, we do the things we think we should be doing. And then you just kind of in reflection, you see little plays along the way that really did lead you to the right destination. Right. Um, yeah. So it's, it's that balance of like showing up ready, but also letting go just enough for the higher course to take, to take power and kind of lead you in the right direction. Right, um, did yeah. you have spirituality or anything growing up? Like what was, I'm fascinated with that. Cause I didn't, we were never a religious family. My whole family played sports, but we didn't really have conversation around intuition and it's not that we were against it, but it just wasn't a conversation in my house. So I had to seek a lot of that on my own. Where it was, did you have some exposure to that prior to adulthood? Um, well, my my mother was a, a choir director at a you know a traditional church. Um, I went to church here and there and uh, found a youth group when I was older. But I think when I was really young, you know, I had some visions and I saw some things and okay. I instinctively kind of felt connected. I was fascinated with angels and that realm of, you know, people on the other side. And I, I got books on the topics, you know, I was really kind of into it. Okay. Um, I just, I, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think it was a safe place for me again, you know, it was a place where I, um, understood life and was able to access that part of myself without feeling all of the pain that was going on kind of around me. 
if that makes sense. Yeah, but absolutely. I did, you know, I went to church and things like that. And I had a great um, support group with the the mus- musicians of this particular youth group that I, you know, we traveled, we sang together, we became like a family. And so that was really wonderful too. But it, there wasn't conversation in my household about intuition or spirituality or really much of any of that. Okay. So it was, it was literally something that was just kind of guiding you in that direction. It always felt yeah. comfortable from a young age. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, that's always in there. That's another thing I kind of like to reflect on, reflect on. Um, when you look back and you're like, what was I doing as a kid? You know, before yeah. you're kind of, you know, I hate to say tainted by the world, but kind of, and like, and judged or steered in a certain direction. It's like, what were you doing as a kiddo? What did you care about? What was in your world before there was this, you can and can't, or what is and isn't real. Um, right. Kind of it is really interesting. And, you know, for people too, who um, had a difficult childhood maybe, and spent a lot of time alone, you know, that time alone can be very um, difficult, but can also be very revealing, you know, and I think in my time alone, I kind of, I didn't have imaginary friends or, you know, things like that, but I created an environment for myself where, you know, I was able to communicate and, and access, like I said, different parts of myself and it felt really great. So I just kind of followed it. That's, that's amazing. Um, there's, <laughs> that's why I really do have faith in our young people. If they can start having these conversations earlier before oh, yeah. that whole disruptive process where they kind of get shoved into the mainstream, if they can cling to what is that authentic space early on and then carry that through, particularly like the twenties area. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So we, you know, after, you know, trauma and you had, had started seeking out some of these alternative methods and you were in, on your own healing path. At what point were you more comfortable helping coach others? Or was there a light bulb that went off that, that's like, I am in media, I'm doing these things. And, um, or you're going to interview for it, but were there was, was there a calling where like, okay, I've learned this now I can help people that this might appeal to as well. Yeah, it was really soon after. Well, like I said, I was working at a health food store. So I was gaining a lot of knowledge and information there just about supplements and foods and how it affects mm-hmm. our mind and our body and so forth. But really after, right after uh, my training and during my training, even with the, um, the school for enlightenment and healing and also the massage therapy school, I started, you know, I started by taking clients for physical body work because it felt safest. It felt like, you know, people would understand that language. And, you know, at that time, this was 1995 or something like that, you know, um, you know, people were seeking massage and that kind of alternative help for themselves. So I started with that, but soon after, or even in, while I was in the school, I realized one of my gifts that I was able to, um, hone a little bit there in that, in that study group was the ability to kind of see through my hands, if you will. So even with the massage clients, you know, I would be able to access, um, their, their inside world emotionally and physically and help steer them towards, um, you know, whatever help that they may need. So I would be able to see what was going on in their body, or if there was a trouble zone or if something was needing attention. And, um, you know, so I would kind of start, start slowly incorporating that with my th- with my clients and then, you know, then they refer people and then it just kind of started building from there. So I've, over the past, I would say five to 10 years, I don't do much body work unless it's specific, you know, trauma related trigger work. And it's okay. all energy and emotional healing at this point. And would that be classified in with Reiki or is that a little bit different? Um, it's different. Yeah. Okay. I, I love Reiki and I think there's great value in Reiki, but I don't do Reiki. Um, the energy form that I learned there's, I don't even know if there's a name for it. To tell you the truth is just, okay. you know, it's just a little bit different and it's really specific on, um, again, kind of locating where there's blockages or problem areas and moving energy through the channels to help free that up and working with the client with sound and herbs and, you know, touch and 
meditation or visualization and energy movement all together to help facilitate a change. Because I think a lot of times people go, you know, for a chakra balancing, or they'll go for a Reiki session, or they'll go for a massage, or they'll go for acupuncture. And it's, you know, we've, we're starting to get very segregated in this holistic world, just like we do in, in, you know, traditional medicine. So I think it's important to maintain the connection to all of it works together. And if one thing is showing up one place, something's going on the other place, you know, and we have to attend to everything or else we just have like a temporary kind of band-aid. Absolutely. And I'm, ex I'm excited. I've always felt blessed being in the fitness world, um, being exposed to some of these like human optimization modalities, methods, what have you from neuro, like neurofeedback and brain mapping to diet and nutrition to yeah. just like human optimization across the board. And it was, some of it was very surface level conversations, but it was very, new age. Now I see, you know, some of our young humans doing CrossFit or doing paleo or questioning something outside of traditional religion and going more spiritual or whatever appeals to them. I just see some of these conversations happening so much younger and, you know, and now with COVID and, and people really questioning like, okay, I don't know if I trust the government. I don't know if I trust guidelines. Like how do I maintain my own health? Because insurance is, isn't really affordable. Like how do I start to take control? So I, it's, right. it's been a fascinating journey for me. And I'm sure you've seen this to see this evolution and this integration of questioning a better way happened so much earlier. Yeah. Um, have you worked, have you started to work with younger clients or seen a younger audience tap in and really start to understand what you're saying earlier? Um, yeah. So what I would say, it's interesting for me on social media, I have a, quite a younger following, Okay. but I don't have a lot of those younger people don't translate into the private work with me, mostly probably because of monetary reasons. Not that I'm the most expensive in the world, but sure. you know, I try to keep my prices uh, reasonable, but it's also, you know, somewhat escalated for the, for the experience that I have. Mm -hmm. So it's, it is really interesting to see. Um, I'm always surprised because, you know, I'm almost 50 years old, you know, and a lot of people who follow me are 22, 25. And so I, I never would have guessed you're 50, not to interrupt you, but just put okay. that out there for whatever it's worth. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so it, it, I'm, I love to see younger people. I, it's a heartbreak to see, you know, so many people continuing to struggle and, mm -hmm. And so it's, it's both sides of it. You know, it's like, well, it's a blessing that they are able to have resources that they didn't have before. And like you said, you know, so much more available and so much more that's normalized for people. But at the same time, we're also seeing this rise of, okay, now it's okay for me to talk about it. And yeah. here's, here's what I need to talk about. And it's this kind of not explosion, but just this mushrooming effect of, you know, what's coming to the front and center that we all need to pay attention to mental health, emotional health, the traumas, you know, family dynamics, ancestral trauma, so many different things. So I do think it's great that there's, you know, such awareness to it now and hopefully more and more will come. Absolutely. Well, I think the consumer in itself has changed, you know, the, the younger generation, um, I actually just turned uh, 40 this year. So I, I was right at the cusp. Like I didn't have Facebook until I was out of college. Thank God. Um, so we didn't have Instagram or any of that yeah. growing up. And I really have empathy for my humans. That's great if they can monetize or they make their job out of it, whatever. Fine. But like to think back of what pieces of my life would still be out into the internet is overwhelming. So oh, I, yeah. I, I just missed it. And, and being in the business side, I can see how different our consumers are. So it makes sense for the monetary piece to be a conversation if they can't afford something that's an expensive modality or, or something. Uh, but I also think that consumers used to like a how to on YouTube or like you fix it or you do it, yes. you figure it out. So yeah. money or not, I think there's still something like, well, I'm going to try and do it first. Oh, yeah. And 
and then kind of navigate down the way. Yeah. And the only thing I would say about that, that's fantastic. And I love that people are taking self-responsibility, but unfortunately on the other side of that, there's so much out there on the web. You have to be really careful, you know, Absolutely. especially when we're in a place of pain or confusion or depression, you know, it's like, we, we will try anything. We'll do anything. And, you know, just because it's online doesn't mean it's accurate, helpful information, sure. you know, so we have to be careful with that. Yeah. Very well said. And that's, uh, I a major um, asterisk to this wealth of information. It's so great that everything is instantane instantaneously accessible. However, there's no buffer and no filter in any of that. So you can literally right. find anything you want. So there's like a whole education process in that with who you got to trust. And then I think once you do try things a little bit yourself, you're like, okay, now I know why I pay so much for a professional to take care of this because it just like athletics, you, you want to get a good coach and you know, you pay for a good one or you travel to go see them. Same thing with mental health. And I think that's a little bit new of a conversation, but you find a good coach, you find a good business coach, you find somebody that can lead you and it's worth every single dollar. Yes. Um, but you need some trial and error to kind of figure that out. I've certainly exactly. yeah. <laughs> navigated that path. Yeah. Um, well, okay. So we've, we've got three books for books, but three, three main ones you said, <laughs> tell us about, um, toxic emotions, the new one that came out. And then the women's spiritual journal, both of them, you just said they came out in a week. Give us a little bit of preview on both. Yeah. So, um, I have them both here. Of course I have to show them. Of course. Them Cause we're on video. Overcoming toxic emotions is the, um, I'm really proud of this book because it really walks a person through very simply, very succinctly how to address the emotions that are holding them back, you know, whether that's resentment or grief or anger or depression or anxiety or whatever it is, the ways that we self-sabotage, a three-step process to stop that self-sabotage from happening, and then guidelines of how to raise our vibration to release us from the emotional addiction that we have from our emotional imprints in our past. So th this is what I call the main book um, now, you know, it's what I'm teaching from. And there's just, it's just full of great information. And the spiritual journal for women, you know, the, for women part wasn't my idea. I think it should be for everyone. So I always tell people just take a marker and, you know, mark out the WO if you're a man and you need a journal. This one is a great resource. It's full of, um, you know, prompts and practices about gratitude and acceptance and uh, finding our higher self and, you know, different things that we can do to stay engaged in our healing growth. Um, the first book was The Fearless Path. And that, that book is excellent for people who are really struggling with anxiety or, you know, repetitive problems, but understanding like the chakra system, the energy system, the symptoms that show up, emotional symptoms and physical symptoms, and then what we can do about it. So that book was kind of like, you know, the launch book to help a person just get a really clear understanding of where they are, um, how it's affecting their body, how it's affecting their mind, you know, and how to move through that. So that's kind of what the books are about. That's awesome. And I was really excited for this conversation because again, I, I think our younger people are questioning a better way, but for everybody coming out of 2020, it was a really intense year, energies yes. all over the place, you know, financially there's stressors, there's political stressors. I mean, everything around us, you know, from <laughs> Mercury's and red through everything's in red, like everything's happening. So, you know, there's just all this stuff going on. I think it's so great to have these tools to recenter, to regroup. And I think even if you're privy to, um, mental wellness or self-help or your energy and emotions. I think it's always good practice, just like in athletics to get back to the drawing board, recenter, have something you can write down and see, and just have like your morning rituals or your routine where you check back in and you kind of regain these skill sets. Or if it's your first time being like, okay, I need to question a better way and, and dial in and recognize that these are toxic, toxic emotions. And this is internal monologue or what have you, how do I unpack that? Yeah. Um, so was, was 2020 an inspiration for these books? Like, did it come off? Like, I need to get this out there because of that, or was it just coming? 
No, it was just coming. Um, well, the spiritual journal got formed during 2020, but the overcoming toxic emotions, I had written a course on daily ohm and I have three courses on that, on that platform. And I just felt this was the information that needed to be, you know, brought forward right now. So I, you know, we, in fact, we pitched that book for probably almost a year and okay. I was shocked when it got picked up, you know, by a publisher, I think it was uh, March or April of 2020. And, but I think that they saw the need as well. You know, it's like a timely topic and, yeah. and I wasn't writing it to be timely. I mean, the content is timely for anyone who's struggling and suffering or, you know, been through difficult relationship patterns at any point in their life. So, but I am glad it's available for people now. Yeah. That that's uh, again t intentional, but sometimes universe just speaks, and yeah. <laughs> I'm careful when I say someone that yeah, exactly that, that knows exactly what's going on. Um, it, and this is accessible like on Amazon and obviously your Everywhere. website and everything yeah, else, okay. Audible, Barnes and Noble, all that. Yep, I love that. I want to touch a little bit on uh, law of attraction and the simple. I know I watched one of your YouTube's where um, I can't remember it was a female author. I cannot remember what the book was. Oh, Christy Whitman. Yes. Talking yeah. about the law of attraction and the secret, how, you know, how it was great because we tapped into the masses. However, there's, you know, you can't really get into the minutia when you're introducing such a heavy conversation. Yeah. Uh, I love that back in the day. And I've recently got back into just mindfulness, doing my daily rituals. And I'm super late to the game. I'm a Libra. So I'm a good on some things and I'm a late bloom on others. So mm -hmm. we're finally embracing the, the morning rituals. And I've seen, I think I'm on day 75 and I've seen miraculous change in, I don't know, three months almost. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and it's, it's been awesome. Can you touch on just the law of attraction and your daily gratitude and maybe just like an overarching, like explanation on why that's so important? Sure. Well, first I want to say, um, about toxic positivity. I am not a fan and I don't promote toxic positivity, which is trying to just make ourselves feel good and positive all the time. Okay. It actually makes the problem a lot worse for a lot of people. Uh, people use affirmations and, you know, gratitude and, and different forms of their emotional access points within themselves. And that's different than just trying to think positive, just, you know, look at the bright side or just find sure. the silver lining, you know, those things are always available, but they're, they're not always helpful for people who are really stuck in a pattern or who are struggling or suffering. So what I want to say about, um, law of attraction is it's very much like I write about, I don't write about the law of attraction in my book, but it's the same corresponding idea of how we are vibrating. What is our, what is our vibrational frequency and where does that vibra vibrational frequency stem from? And if we can um, go to that place where it stems from and practice the, the three steps in this book, then we can move into a slightly different, elevated, higher vibrational frequency, which will then attract a different caliber of experience in our life, whether that's relationships, things, people, you know, whatever. The problem most people have, especially with like the secret, is, you know, we aim for this really big kind of... Um, a goal. Let's just say it's a goal. And like in that interview I did with that author, you know, there is truth that there's a part of us that recognizes that we could vibrate at that level to become the person that could match that higher goal. But most people don't have the skills to sustain the vibration for very long. So in other words, it's like going on a diet, you know, right, we can right. go on a diet for three weeks and it feels good. And it's like, oh, look at me, da, da, da. But then we still have our addictions to food. We have emotional eating. We have, you know, not sleeping enough. We have all the other factors that are involved in our life. 
So if we can understand our emotional addictions and our the way that we're vibrating on a daily basis that's attached to our story and our imprint, then we have the chance to rewrite that story and imprint. And we take what I call micro steps in towards elevating our vibrational frequency. And it's a process, you know, you don't just go from one to a hundred, you go from one to 1.25, 1.5, 1.75. And as long as you can sustain that frequency, then you will then start attracting whatever else is in that same frequency, whatever that is. And so it's really, you know, I, I'm just as guilty as everyone. We do, we, we look outside of ourselves and we want to make, you know, everyone else or everything else, the problem, right. but we have to understand we're matching that problem. You know, we're matching the frequency of whatever is in our life. And so if we want to change the relationship or the situation or the experience, we have to do something about how we're vibrating, how we're believing, what, what, what energy are we carrying within us? And as soon as we do that, it will force everything else to change. It forces it. It may change. It may force that thing to change out of our lives. It may force that change to meet us where we are, which would feel like a better experience, or it may change where you have a whole new environment. You know, we don't know what the change is, but the second that we start changing our energy pattern and increase our vibrational frequency, then we elevate ourselves into a different dimension and we will meet and match other things in that dimension. And it's as simple as that, but it's as hard as learning how to sustain that vibration. Uh, I, 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 it's perhaps serendipitous that we're having this conversation because that's exactly what like my next question was going to be, where I could feel like when I'm, when I'm on point and you're good and you can just kind of feel the flow and you see like just positive things happening. Um, and then I can feel like that when I'm slipping off and it's like this negative and you kind of, you know, the car breaks down and this and the dog, the gates open, like little things. And then mindset, like I can feel it. So it was, it, the light bulb went off that it is a constant practice. You have to like sharpen the edges, just like in sports, you get good at this and then you come back to practice again the next day and you train this and then, and it's, it's, I, I feel like it's getting better and clearer for me because I can feel when it's slipping away. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to dig into the book and, and, and see the tools that can further, um, you know, guide, <laughs> guide me towards positive vibrations. I had yeah. not heard uh, toxic, po- would you say positive toxic positivity, toxic positivity. I had not heard that yet. That's, yeah. um, that's heavy. So that's in, yeah. in, in a nutshell, it's just when you're forcing yourself to be positive. Am I correct? Yeah. It's all the, it's all the, you know, you know, today is rosy. Just look on the bright yeah. side, you know, find yeah. something to be happy about, you know, yeah. that's not healing. That's masking. And, you know, we can't go anywhere from there. It's just like putting something up in front of our face and going, stop feeling how you're feeling and make yourself feel like this, even if it's a lie, you know? And of course, you know, we can smile and we can make our endorphins go a little bit higher and we can kind of bring ourselves into a laughter maybe and to feel better naturally that way. But we have to remember, and just like what you were speaking about, like that feeling like you're falling off the wagon or you're slipping off your course, we, we have emotional attachments, you know, we have emotional addictions and emotion, we have emotional memory. And this is what's so important about this book and about this work is until we can own that and claim that and, and acknowledge that fully and accept that, then we're going to always make excuses for why we're doing what we're doing. It gets really simple when you're just able to say, this is my emotional pain. I'm addicted to pain. You know, this is my emotional attachment to the, my, my, imprint from when I was five years old. 
this is my belief pattern that's attached to that imprint. These are the emotions that are attached to the belief pattern that's attached to that imprint. And this is, this doesn't have to be me right now, but we have to get curious. We have to get intentional. We have to get committed to show up to who is me right now, you know, and how can I create a feeling inside of myself that is allows myself to grieve and process and heal the past and also come really present into, you know, this moment. Oh, very well said. And I, that in itself, I think, is a big conversation on how yeah. to do that and recognize it, and then unpack it, and you know, victim mentality and all these things that yeah. that play in that are they're that are. It's hard. Something I, I hope that you know, with Tumor and Tequila, the reason I started this was to question a better way and and just put it out there. It wasn't like this big flashy business conversation because I hope that our younger generations can hear this and be like, oh, victim mentality. Let's talk about that. And then so when we're talking about it, you know, ten years from now, it's like, oh yeah, I learned that in middle school. Like I know what that is, and I, I've learned this skill set when right. I was a kiddo. So we're not unpacking this at you know 20, 30, 40, 50 beyond, and and just starting to learn and and harness those and harness those um, life skills that I think change everything. So, yeah. but it, we also have to, I mean, I, I agree with you and we also have to remember, you know, we have different levels of emotional maturity. We can't force our healing in our twenties. You know, a yeah. lot of people aren't ready to even, they can't even look back far enough to process and, and separate enough from their inner child and from the experience that they had. So it's okay wherever, you know, it's okay wherever we are to yeah. uh, show up and to attend to it, you know? But well said. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> also, the, well, that's what I was saying. It's it's also something I say graceful disruption and that grace piece, piece is specifically to my personal evolution because I'm here to like run through the wall like the Kool-Aid man and fix it and let's do it. And then it's like all yeah. things are on time. Slow yeah. down. Right. <laughs> like, let's just go with it. Um, so it's, you know, very yin and yang. Yeah. Tumor and tequila. We're here for all of it. Yeah. Um, but I, I agree. It is. It's it, you got to show up, but things just they come and they come and it it's it's right on time. Yeah. Uh, is there any now? So tell me a little bit about, because I'm, I'm completely with you when you say, you know, it's, it's a lifestyle. It's how you're fueling your body, like nutrition. It's how you're, you know, stretching and training or exercising and it's how you're resting. Um, do you follow a specific nutrition regimen or anything like that, that you're deeply passionate about? Um, I do. I, am I deeply passionate about it? I was kind of forced into it, like uh, as far as the way I eat and so forth, but I do when I'm, when I'm feeling balanced and, you know, on my um, days when I'm intentional and can pull it all off, you know, I wake up and I hydrate my body and then I do some yoga and then I'll have a light breakfast and then maybe some tea. And then, you know, I eat gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free, you know, a lot of freeze. Um, <laughs> and I can totally tell when I, you know, rely on kind bars for my lunch instead of, you know, a healthy yeah. balanced, um, lunch, but you know, I'm very keen on people. It's the, it's also the chakra system, you know, so many people who are trying to heal or overcome anxiety or become enlightened or become a guru or a master of themselves or other people, you know, they fixate on the mind part. And the only way that we can access and open the, the sixth chakra is to get grounded and rooted in the first, you know? And so we have to attend to our physical body. We have to feel safe. We have to be nurtured and restored. We have to play. We have to be creative. We have to produce and, you know, feel like we're part of the give, the exchange of life, you know? And then we have to know who we are. We have to know our sense of self and our sense of confidence and a clear autonomy about that, but also you know, again, a healthy exchange with people. And we have to have open hearts and be able to receive love as much as we give love. And we have to be able to give love as much as we want to receive love. You know, so it's all, it's the whole energy system. And that's why, you know, the, my first book is really helpful, I think, 
because people just go, something's wrong with me. I need to go in. I need to fix this. I need to meditate more. I'm beating myself up because I'm not doing this good enough. And I need to do this. And once I look like this, or once I feel like this and I'll be better and it doesn't work that way, you know, it just, it just doesn't, that's just a a form of a game of self-sabotage that we play. Yeah. I think that's that, that whole piece I've, I've really noticed, um, just in, in generational, I think this is where like my marketing and branding guy comes in, but in like the twenties, it was something or like, you know, high school, you're focused on getting into college or what have you. And then post-college it's like, I need to get the job and then get married and then have the kid and this, and I've seen so many of, uh, the people around my environment, not so many, but enough of where it's like, okay, if I just get married, I'll be happy. If I just have the kid, I, if I just make a million dollars, I'll be happy. If I just this, and you, you see this repeated process of like, nope, no, you're still not happy. In fact, I think you might actually even be worse now. Like it's, it, it, I, I just think there's such heavy conversation around this idea of that goal and obviously the story and everything tells stuff. And then that it's going to make you happy then. And you've spent all this time waiting for this one thing to happen. It happens and you still feel the same. Right. And it, it's, there's just, I mean, obviously that's because not everyone's what it is. focused on everything outside themselves. They're not focused on themselves. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. The problem. And that in itself is, I don't know if that's a very uh, American conversation quite yet. I think we're getting there, but to like lean into the internal and understand that the answers are really there. Yeah. Um, it's, <laughs> I've done some of my own digging. It's not the easiest process, but it's pretty awesome once you can get in harness and then kind of continue the journey from there. Right. Yeah. It is. Um, it's, we're conditioned to look outside of ourselves, you know, and it's a sad thing. Do you, are, do you, do you go, to, do you try and intentionally tap in apart from like social media to some of these younger audiences or anything like that? Or does it naturally come in to, um, I don't try. Yeah, no, I don't try. Um, it, it's just naturally kind of, I guess comes in. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think a lot of people, you know, again, there's different types of people that search for different kinds of support, you know, and, and maybe because I'm kind of like the girl next door, you know, I don't dress all woo woo and, and just talk in those terms that make you feel like you're spiritual. I just kind of say it how it is. And I think people relate to that. And in particular, young people, because they have so many questions, you know, and don't necessarily want to, you know, read a 500 page book just filled with all the spiritual <laughs> words and then not know how to do anything about it, you know? So um, I love working with young people. Um, Like I said, I was a missionary when I was young myself and I was a mentor before that in my high school years. And um, I do love working with people, but it does seem like most of my private clients are older, um, you know, middle age, I would say, but Mm -hmm. I do get young people at my retreats and workshops and all that, certainly, especially like the yoga circles and, you know, sure. I think, yeah. I love it. It's got to be fascinating to kind of see how things transition and how it, like yeah. the audience that's coming in. There's got to be some incredible through lines, regardless of age or economic status or whatever. Oh yeah. I mean, I can tell you when I was working at a health food store back in 1994, back then it was like only hippies came in, you yeah. know? Yeah. It was just hippieville, you know? And everybody's like organic living, man, you know, like that kind of stuff. And now it's the total opposite, you know? Um, but some of us have remained throughout to, you know, hold that consistent consistency and to kind of, you know, pull that thread through and say, you know, not to be like, see, I told you so, but just to be like, this is real. This is helpful. This is good. And we bring that goodness forward, you know? Yes. Yeah. The trailblazers had to lead it. Now, now the, the masses are coming. Like I have full yeah. faith, which I'm so glad to see, um, how, you know, being so privy to the game and being so in touch and intentional, um, what is your balance point? Like turmeric and tequila is 
but the, the reason I called that is because it's like the devil and the angel. It's like that the, the juxtaposition of all things and finding that balance, which is really, really hard. Um, how do you maintain, you know, your own energy and self when you're expending and like tapping into everybody else's and, and healing? And I mean, can you have a glass of wine or chill? like, what is your chill zone? Mm, that's a good question. Um, no, I don't really drink anymore. Um, I think, you know, I love to paint. And I okay. love music. I have a piano. I have a drum set. I have repainted my entire house. I paint canvases. Um, when I'm doing those things and listening to music or dancing, you know, I feel free and I feel kind of like, not like I'm purposefully meditating, but I just feel in my zone. I feel in my flow. So I'm a real big creator and that's just not art and music. I mean, I love to create projects. I love to create courses. I love to create, you know, new homes. I love to create whatever. I just, I love to create. So I like to do that. And then, you know, I think when I really need to chill, I'll, yeah, I'll hit the couch and just Netflix and zone out, you know? Yeah. Just <laughs> dumb to watch. And not that everything on Netflix is dumb, but, you know, I'll find something dumb, you know? Yeah. What I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Insert The Bachelor or any sort of reality TV that I don't can go just. That dumb. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I used well, to. I have to, but I can get addicted to that stuff too. Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps I have to own my blonde hair, but yes. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm here for the basic trash sometimes because. It is. It's just so like we're just so oh, simple. Yeah. We're so. I mean, I used it. to. I used to love People magazine. You know, when okay. magazines were more of a thing. Like I would, a, a good thing for me when I just really want to be nothing. You know, whatever is, you know, I'll go. I'll show up to the if I'm getting my hair done or something, which is only twice a year. But I'll show up and I'll get there a half hour early just to look through the trashy magazines. <laughs> yes. You know. Yeah. That's I, I think it's healthy practice, and this is coming to you know because being in sports and wellness, and perhaps you've experienced this, like you can get so far into the minutia. And as Ugh. a competitor, I'm like worried about what I'm eating. Am I sleeping enough? What am I lifting? Where are my workouts? What are my off days? And it, it got so overwhelming. And I'm like, my cortisol and whatever is flipping out because I'm too dialed in. Like this is, yeah. it's all too much. Yeah. So I think there's such a conversation and having grace with your training, with your healing, with your work, like oh, things yeah. are, things are okay. Do you have like a coaching point with that when people are almost like too dialed in and there's too much? Um, you mean for other people or for yeah. myself? Or either um, or. Yeah. I mean, I do try to re help remind people about balance and to be gentle on themselves and to yeah. give space for themselves. You know, I recently just told a client, he turned it into a quote, which I'll put up soon on Instagram. Um, you know, if you water anything constantly, it's going to die. And so it, whether it's the healing or the body or the being better or the education or whatever, if we're just constantly standing there with a water bucket over any plant or whatever, you know, you're not going to get more growth. You're going to get oversaturation. And so the growth, we need the air, we need the sun, we need the space, we need the days to not, just to not, to not yeah. do it. And that's like, personally, when I paint my house or whatever, it's like, you know, I'm not going to go online. I'm not going to take clients today. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to paint and just be with painting, you know, yeah. and that's my space. So I do recommend that for everyone. Some people push so hard, and especially now, as you said, the access on social media, you know, a lot of people just follow um, healers and wisdom seekers and, you know, inspirational posts and all that. It's just this onslaught of every which way you should think, feel, be, you know, whatever. And it's too much. It's just yeah. too much. Like I unfollow people, you know, regularly. I just, I, I have to. It's like, I'm done hearing this message. And if I keep hearing this, you know, I'm going to, I don't know, I'm not going to do anything, but you know, it just feels like I want to throw my computer out the window. Yeah. So yeah. I just take control of that and go, I don't have to hear this message right now. Unfollow, you know, I don't have to look at the news today, click off the news thing or whatever. So we have to get more in control of our 
you know, I, I'm a big list maker. I tell almost every client and it sounds so practical and it is, but you know, that whole thing of like making a list the night before, but in my list, I make, I, I include everything I have to do. And that includes wake up, meditate or pray or whatever, drink water, yoga, eat, you know, work, 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 yoga, walk, listen to music. I include the, the spaces in there. You know, I don't just make a list of everything I have to do for obligation. I make a list of everything I need to do for myself. And that's one way. Then you can check that off and it kind of keeps you on target. I think that's huge. And that, that sounds so simple, but that in itself took me years, like the morning routine and I get to go walk my dogs and I get to go train. I get to yeah. do what have you, but that it, it is, it's an acquired skill set to even just be like, you know what? I'm actually tired. I walked out of the gym today and I'm like, I can, I can feel I'm tapping in. Like we're tapping in the adrenals. We're tapping in two days off minimum. Like I can feel it. And that has taken me years to be like, no, no, we're not going to power through and just get it done or just right. go through or like, cause you're fine. Like, well, and I say this to my fellow varsity humans, like we're going to get it done. We're going to go, we'll work harder. We'll train more. We'll read the books. We'll do the, and it's, it's the opposite of what we should be doing. And that it's really, really hard to, to harness those breaks and then yeah. be okay to sit still. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's tough. Um, tough. All right. I want to be mindful of your time besides getting the books. If somebody's listening and they're thinking like, you know, I do, I want to sharpen the edges or I am coming off a traumatic experience and I want to, and I really am seeking healing. What is like a really good step one? Well, I just started a Patreon channel and on that channel for $10 a month, you can, you'll get four meditations. I do two live streams and they're very personal. You know, it's a small group of people right now, all women. Um, but it doesn't have to be all women, but that's a great way to work with me. That's, you know, right there, but you don't have to go anywhere and you get a lot for the investment. Um, so I would say Patreon or maybe one of my online courses would be a good place to start. You know, they're, they're also very for affordable and you get two or three weeks of daily, you know, um, assistance, whether it's emails, videos, meditations, audios, whatever. So those are great. And those are on uh, daily on, like I said, and you can just search my name. But I try to do a lot of free offerings. I, I teach meditation on, light, on Insight Timer. I do, you know, Facebook Lives or Instagram Lives from time to time and, you know, try to keep um, enough so people can access and tune in, even if it's just on the spot, like, you know, let's just, let's just breathe for three minutes together, you know, or let's just get a new perspective on this particular situation. And, and that seems to be helpful for people, but I would recommend the Patreon channel. I love being there with the, with the uh, members. Amazing. I love that we have all these opportunities now when 2020, we were literally divided because of um, the pandemic, but there's yeah. all these accessible, you know, technological opportunities to connect and it's, it's super powerful. That's why I love podcasting. Um, where can we find you? Do you want to drop a uh, website, social media handles, anything? Sure. It's leahguy.com. My name, L-E-A-H-G-U-Y. And social media is uh, Leah Guy Live on Instagram and Facebook. That's mostly where I show up. I don't really do much, much else. <laughs> I don't Twitter or whatever, <laughs> Pinterest. I'm not there yet. Yeah. Twitter never caught on for me, but um, yeah. I don't know. Well, the whole presidential thing was a lot. So I just Twitter, we, we skip right over. Yeah. But Oh, and my podcast is launching soon. Actually this week, I guess the Modern Stage podcast. So Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you want to tell yeah. us a little bit about that? Sure. Um, it's also an interview series, but some, some podcasts will be just me solo talking about different topics. And I bring on celebrities and authors and experts and, you know, people from all kinds of different um, uh, philosophies or walks of life, everyday heroes, just to talk about ways that they either incorporate in their work, their business, or in their personal life of how they, you know, can transform and heal and, and to inspire other people. So 
Um, I'm really excited about that. It's been fun to do. I've ha- I have great guests, everything from nutritionists, EMDR, um, you know, uh, a creativity expert, like there's just a, a wonderful mix of people. So anyway, that's happening very soon. I, actually, I guess by the time this airs, it will be happening. So the Modern <laughs> Sage podcast. Boom. Check it out. I love this. I, I love the, the tools you're providing, the energy. Uh, obviously, we need it in 20, 2020 and 2021 now that we're here uh, and everything moving forward. So I'm excited yeah. for young and all ages to check out what's going on. So check out Leah, see um, what she's putting out there, the books, the podcasts and everything else. Leah, I appreciate your time and energy. Thank I look you. forward to connecting down the road and seeing how things continue to grow. Yeah, me too. And good luck to you and all your work and all that you're doing. Thank you for doing that. I love it. Uh, Check her out and we will chat soon. Thank you so much, Leah. Thank you. Thank you for joining Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Tune in next time and don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.